Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Yeah, listen, you don't got to be scared, man. <laughs> We're in Revelation. We just finished chapter 6. We're going on to chapter 7, man. And listen, God's got a plan for you, man. <laughs> you don't got to be scared this morning. All you got to do is say, wow, Jesus is coming back. He's got a plan for me and my family, a future for me. And you know what? I'm ready to go. Whenever I hear that trumpet, Angel Gabriel blow that horn, man. Uh, listen, welcome to Growing in His Word, man. And you know what? Father, we come before you. We thank you for this podcast. What a radical podcast we have, Lord, today. Oh, what a radical day we're going to have today, Father. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, God loves you guys. Revelation is a really unique book. John is on a mission, man. He's on the island of Patmos. He was, uh, you know, chased off to the island of Patmos. Some people think he's still alive. It's, I think it's kind of trippy, man, but I wouldn't really go that route. But we see um, John is writing the book of uh, Revelation on the island of Patmos. And God has sent the angels to him. And Jesus is speaking to John of the future events or what is what's going to take place in the future. And here we are, lo and behold, 2,000-something years later, we are in the year 2022, and so forth. And here we see everything happening exactly the way God intended it to happen. Listen, you don't got to be afraid of Revelation because it's not a scary book. It's a love letter. If you wait, relax, listen, pray, and gather every single element in this book of Revelation... Just like I learned in Bible college, you'll understand that these seals in chapter 6 are written to show you that God has a radical plan for this world. And it may not be the best plan in the end, (laughs) but it's a plan that works out for all of us believers because we see the seals opening for us. Last week we talked about the six chapter 6, we were in chapter 6, we finished it, and we talked about the first seal, the conqueror, who is Jesus on the white horse, but it wasn't Jesus, it was a mimic of the white horse and Christ, because we know that in Revelations chapter 19, we see the true Jesus and the true uh, Christ riding the white horse in chapter 19, and he's coming with a sword. We see that, it says it, it says that in chapter 19. And it's radical because we know that God is on the throne, man, and he's coming. We see it in chapter 19, verse 11. It says, it says that Christ is on a white horse. And he says, now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. Notice he's faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Now, it's really uh, different than chapter 6. It says in verse 12 that his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had his name written that no one knew except himself. So he was clothed with a robe, dipped in blood, and his name called the Word of God. And And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of the mouth goes a sharp sword, that which he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the white winepress of the of the furnaces. Listen, 
furnace and wrath of Almighty God. So, and he has on his robe and on his, on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Here we have, then later on, the beast and his armies will be defeated. Satan will be bound a thousand years. And then the saints will reign with Christ for a thousand years. Then we see the satanic rebellion crushed when the thousand years have expired. Satan will be released from his prison and boom! <laughs> He'll go out and deceive the nations. He will deceive the nations. And that's what I think that white horse guy is in chapter 6. He will go ahead and deceive the nations and which are in the four corners of the earth. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We got the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog. We see that Gog and Magog is associated with Russia and Persia. And they will gather them to battle those whose number is in the sand of the sea. They went up on the... And it's the this is the end. And then the, 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 the new Jerusalem will come. Check it out. The great white throne of judgment will happen. And then Jesus says all things will be made new in chapter 21. And then the new Jerusalem will be built. The, the, one of the seven angels will go and he'll talk about the seven bowls filled with the seven plagues. And he will go on and talk about the new radical glory of the new Jerusalem, the river of life. And then that's when the time is coming near. This is what it's about. Verse chapter 22, the river of life. It's a radical liver, uh, not a liver. I mean, we all have livers. It's a radical river, but it's a pure river of water. It's clear and crystal, and it proceeds. Listen, it's proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Man, I get excited because in the middle of its street on, on, and, and on the other side of the river, it, it, okay, was the tree alive? Now, this was, the, this was with the 12 fruits. They had 12 fruits. It's radical. We're going to get into that in, in, later on, but let's go back to chapter 6 and then go back. We ended with chapter 6 last week. There's your recap. And we talked about the sixth seal. God is holding back this cosmic disturbance. He's got chapter 6 is filled, filled Revelation chapter 6 is filled with, boom, uh, scarcity on earth. You're going to see it. You're going to see so many stuff going on when God releases this judgment, which he already has in chapter 6. You're going to see so much uh, scarcity on earth, okay? But, the, but before that, you see the, the seal of conflict on earth. You see the second seal. I heard the living creature saying, come and see another horse fiery red went out and it was granted one. Basically, people should kill one another. They were given a great sword. You see it's happening. It's so radical that it's happening. In, in chapter 6, verse 5, he opens the third seal. You see the third seal. I mean, it's just all here. Believers, listen. These, these are the famine, the black horses, the famines, the wheats, the barley. You know, and I talked about that last week. The, only the rich people on earth are going to have, be able to afford all that and have the, that stuff. And so, you know, this is a drought, a time where it's going to be an extreme drought. And I, I'm, I'm warning you now, I'm warning you believers and non-believers, this is happening. It's happening now. We see the wars in Ukraine. We see the wars everywhere. But we, we see God in chapter 6 of Revelation holding back. The judgment is open now. And now he's holding it back. And he's saying, I'm putting the brakes on. I'm putting my grace brakes. 
on the 144. The, 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 the 144 sealed of Israel. And what is he doing? He says, in chapter six, 7, Sheva in Hebrew, Atamavim Sheva, after these things, I saw four angels. Listen, believers, are you ready? Four angels are standing at the four corners of the earth. Now they're holding the four winds of the earth. They're holding it. You're thinking, what do you mean they're holding the winds? They're actually holding. Have you ever been, you ever turn the news on and you see the destruction of the winds? The wind, You ever see high destruction of winds and and in California, they have Santa Ana, as they call them. You know, in Texas, they have tornadoes. In Oklahoma, they got tornadoes. Just the other day, I turned the news on, and I watched the truck, man. You know, the big old Chevy truck just whipping through the tornado. You can Google it, man. And Chevy truck, Chevy van, why, that was all over the news. You know, they're like a rock, that commercial, built like a rock. I think it offended them because they gave a new truck to the to the owner of the truck. <laughs> what, a, what a nice guy. He gets a little... What a radical, lucky, blessed guy. I don't believe in luck, but you know, he got a brand new truck. But here we see the four angels standing in the four corners of the earth, and they're holding, in chapter 7 of Revelation, they're holding the winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or any of the trees. I'm going to read this, and we're going to go back to it. And verse 2 says, Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of a living God, of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. Okay? Saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, okay? Or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God. Okay? On the foreheads, and I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000. All the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Now check this out, man. This is radical because... I don't even know where to begin. I know one thing, and one thing is true. Believers, there is going to be a radical after Christ comes back. When the church is taken away, we talk about that. We talked about that when I, in Revelation. We talked about when the door opened, okay? And we talked about the rapture. And we talked about how Christ is going to take the church. We're going to hear the trumpets or pause though. We're going to be caught up like it says. And also 2 Thessalonians. But listen to this. We're going to see a radical, radical uh, 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 revival. Once the church is taken away and the 144 Jews are sealed, they are going to start. You think Billy Graham was radical. You think the Jesus people was radical. You think Pastor Chuck Smith and all these you know, Calvaries and all these Baptist churches and all these Pentecostals and whoever you want to put on the list, you think they're radical? Woo! Wait till you see what the 144 is going to do. And guess what? No one's going to be able to hurt them because God is so merciful and graceful in the end. Let me slow down and say that again. God is so merciful and so graceful that in the end, he is going to allow 144,000 Jews to be saved and to be anointed with his special calling where they will be able and to evangelize as many Jews and as many people who want to come to Christ as they can. And God's going to be glorified. Amen. It's going to be radical. 
But before all that happens in chapter 6, we see the seals opening and the martyr is slain for standing for the word of God. And Christ's testimony. So John was exiled to Patmos because of this. So these martyrs that were, that were in chapter 6, the souls that were under the altar, because their sacrificial, sacrificial blood was poured beside the base of the altar in the temple, you can see the same persecution that's going to happen to believers that's going to happen, you can see the same, uh, you know, blood that was also poured out on, uh, you know, Exodus 29, verse 12, where the blood was poured beside the base of the altar in the temple. But you see how the Lord is going to avenge their blood, and he's going to judge all those who are not among his redeemed. And this vengeance will be carried out completely until, uh, you know, 19. Chapter 19. <laughs> but each martyr that's given, that's killed, is going to give a, give, be given a white robe, and it's going to happen, and they're going to, and they're going to rest until God's appointed time. And vengeance is mine, the Lord says. Romans 12, chapter, uh, uh, Romans, I think it is, uh, 12, 19. It, you know, and we see Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35. Um, we see the vengeance is uh, Christ's and not ours. And so we want to get vengeance on those who hurt us. And we want to seldomly get back at our mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and sisters and brothers and, and uh, our own family. But we never think about how we should just release them and let them go on their own and give them to God. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to live a peaceful, his righteous in us life and not worry about uh, you know, the past, but move on with the future. And so here we see chapter seven, Revelation. We see the uh, angels are going to stop the winds and, you know, they're going to stop anything that's going to blow on the tree. God's judgment is not going to be hitting them until these seals, these tribes of Israel, Baruch Hashem, these tribes, our tribes of the tribe, of it at Israel will be saved, and it says that the the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads, and I heard the number of those who were sealed one hundred and forty four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. And here today we have some uh, groups that claim to be the one forty four, uh, preferably the Jehovah Witnesses, and so they really think that they're you know they're so righteous that. You know, each one has to be, they used to believe that, I guess. Back in the day, I heard a pastor before Chuck Smith was talking about that. And he said that, you know, Pastor Chuck Smith used to say that uh, from Calvary Chapel. I remember, I, you know, I've heard him say it. And he said, you know, there used to be Jehovah Witnesses that would think that <laughs> there was 144,000. They were the 144, the Jehovah Witnesses. And after it filled up, well, that's it. There's no more, you know, get it? So there, there goes their cult. I mean, it's it's 144. It's, you know, basically it's it's a cultivistic uh, sect of, uh, you know, believers that believe that they're the only ones. And, you know, it's a sad, to me, cult because they don't believe in saluting the American flag or they don't believe in voting or they don't believe in you know, things of that nature. They don't believe in, in supporting their local governments. 
And so I don't, I'm not, I mean, that's, that's not right. So, but anyways, the 144,000 will be sealed. This is the actual, sorry, I threw that in there because it made me laugh. Listen, back to the Bible here. So here we see God's holding his judgment back on the seal of Israel. Then he seals them. Listen to this. Ready? And then we have the tribe of Judah. 12,000 were sealed. And the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Gad, that's G-A-D, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Asher, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 were sealed. Naphtali was a tribe in the north region. Um, and of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Simeon, or or Simeon, people try to say, but it's Simeon. 12,000 were sealed. Of the Lord of uh, Levi, 12,000 were sealed. Levi's were the holy. Of the tribe of uh, Issachar, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 were sealed. The tribe of Joseph, uh, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. Now, you notice that Dan and Ephraim wasn't mentioned in there because Dan was the first to go through idolatry. I think that's what made God mad. And Ephraim did that also. But, uh, you know, there was the tribe of Joseph, even though it's not there. But here we are. We see all these nations, tribes, people, and tongues standing before, listen to this, the throne, the throne, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation! Belongs to our God who sits on the throne and, and and to the land. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures. Listen to this. And fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. It's crazy. We see that the vast multitude, the palm branches, you know, they're waving at the crowds. They're, 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 it's victory, man. They're celebrating Woo! Look at John chapter 12, 13. The vast multitude has come out of the great tribulation, man. Referring to the hour of the trial, which shall come upon the world. Listen, there's going to be a great loss of life during that time of period. Like I said, martyrdom is most likely going to be the means. And, you know, basically, we see the tribulation. It, we see it going through the church, you know, in Acts chapter 14. We see, you know... In John's day. But however, the great tribulation predicted it's going to be in Daniel chapter 12, man. It will be of intensity. Such has never been seen since the beginning of the world until the time no, nor ever shall be. Matthew chapter 24. Read it. Verse 21. Of washing the robes are going to be put on. It's just amazing. It's the blood of the Lamb. Believers, the great Multitude will serve the Lamb day and night. The 144 are later described as the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Believers, we need to get out and tell people that Jesus Christ loves them. This is what's going on, man. Listen. God's going to wipe away every tear. There's going to be no more crying. There's going to be no sorrow. Or pain in the presence of the Lord. We see so many people. 
that are dying. We see so much death, so much tribulation, so much rotten stuff going on in this world. We can see it. We see. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read on, and and we're gonna see in verse thirteen, and we see the trial and the tribulation. We see a multitude from the great tribulation. We see all the nations and tribes and people and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed and in, in with white robes, with palm branches. It's victory in their hands, and they're crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God. They don't know where to go, but to Jesus. And that's what Christ is saying today to you. God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Jesus Christ is in love with you guys. Listen. All these angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God saying, Amen, blessing and glory and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Be to our God forever and amen. Listen, Jesus Christ wants to have a relationship with you. He's saying, come to me. I love you. You don't got to worry about the, the water you drink. I'm going to give you pure water, living water. Your well water is rotten, but I'm going to give you water that lasts forever. Remember the water at the well, the, the woman at the well with her husband? Jesus knew. He knew what was in her heart. And he, he forgave. He was merciful. We see fruits all over this place of believers. And they rot, some of them. But God is merciful to say, I forgive you. Come back to the, to the throne and, and get on your knees and worship me. Listen, Jesus Christ is into the restoration business, not the condemnation business. Salvation belongs to our God. And, and we see who sits on the throne. And, to the, and, and he is our God. Listen, verse 11 says, all the angels even stood around the throne. And the elders and the four living creatures fell on their faces, man. They fell on their faces. God is so merciful that he's allowing these, you know, the Yehudis, the Hebrews, to be saved. And that verse 13 says, Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are the, these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know, so he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white and in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger and no more thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in them, for the Lamb, L-A-M-B, who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters and God will wipe away every tears from their eye. Believers, we don't have to worry anymore. We don't got to worry when we wake up this morning and what we're going to put on. Christ says, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put some fruit on you like a banana and people can peel you and smell you and eat you. That's what I want to be a banana, I guess. I want, I mean, I, I'm not crazier than a like banana. Listen, I want to be the fruit. I want fruit. Jesus gives us the fruit. Christ gives us this fruit and we're able to put on his fruit 
go out there by his grace and mercy and win people to Christ. I want to do that. I just want to be a servant. I don't want to be caught with my pants down when Christ comes back and I'm saying a bad word or something or whatever happens, man. I want to be right with Christ. I don't want to be, I don't want to be drunk. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be that. Man, I want to be on fire for Jesus. And if you want to call that uh, crazy, then call it crazy. <laughs> I guess I'm crazy for Jesus. Listen, because Jesus is in love with you. Look at no man can take away any sins but the love of Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ. Here we have a great tribulation in the end. We see the blessings that are going to come forth, the revival that's going to take place after we're taken away. We will see that probably in heaven. And we're going to see a radical thing happen, man. And God's going to destroy the devil like I talked about in the beginning. And we're going to see the third of the trees and the third of the grass and the third of the sea, living creatures of the sea, the ships of the sea, third of the all rivers, spring waters, and apparently a third of all daylight and moonlight are affected by the trumpets and judgments. The first four judgments seen are designed to reverse in part of the original creation of God. The Lord initially, listen, assaults the environment, food is destroyed, distribution of goods, it's crippled. Water supply is severely, limit, super, uh, severely limited and production is cut dr uh, drastically. This is what's going to happen, man, in chapter 8 when the seventh seal preludes the seven trumpets. The waters are struck. These are the first, second we see on the trumpets now on chapter 8 next week. But we're going to see it's all going to happen. Man, I'm excited. Woo! Aren't you excited? You would you think you're going to get a boring uh, message this morning? You're not going to get one with me, man. <laughs> I'm going to preach till the day I die because I love Jesus Christ. You know that? And I'm sold out. I'm not going to sit there and uh, talk like a, a Alzheimer patient and, you know, uh, no, it's all about Jesus, man. I'm not here to tickle your ear. I'm here to give it to you straight without a donation. Isn't that mar marvelous? God is in love with you. I mean, if you're in a church, a nice church, and it's, it's growing and God's working, donate. But I'm not here asking for a handout. I'm asking here you guys to understand that Jesus Christ is in love with you. <laughs> and he wants, a, he wants a relationship with you, man. Aren't you happy? I am so radically blessed to know that Christ is in love with you. You know, I mean, it, it just makes me happy. Listen, believers... We know that God's get his anger and, and his wrath is going to come upon the earth. We know that the judgments are here, but we know that God is not going to do that to us. He loves us. Yeah, he'll judge us. But if we're in his will and we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're not going to come upon this great judge, judgment. We're going to be resting. It's going to be no more tears, no more, no more nothing, man. It's going to be all about, you know, God, God just in the presence of God when we die, you know? Whereas other believers, uh, non-believers, I'm sorry, will not have that blessing. They will be casted out into Hades or wherever God puts them. It's not up for me. But that's what the Bible talks about. And it was, uh, you know, it's bad. It's, 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 it's a place of the unseen 
It designates the invisible world of the dead, as does the Hebrew word Shoal. All people who die, they go, the ones who don't have Christ, they go to Hades because all pass from the visible world to the invisible. But listen, we're going to pass out of the body and present with the Lord because Jesus Christ is in love with us. Jesus Christ has a plan for each and every single one of us. We know this and we know that time is near and God wants to know you. And he wants you to read his word. The more we read the word, his word, the more we find out that, you know, things aren't so bad. Things aren't so difficult. We're going to have trials and tribulations, but we know that Christ is there through the trials. Listen, we were dead because of Adam's sin and the entire human race is spiritually dead. But only God can grant new life and save us from, his, from this predicament that we're in. Listen, believers. Out of his mercy, God gave his son for us while we were yet his enemies. He loved us long before we loved him. First John chapter 4, 9 says that. And in addition to making us spiritually alive, he determined that we would sit in heavenly places with our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the ages to come, God desires to demonstrate his kindness throughout eternity through Christ Jesus his son, this has nothing to do with our own meritorious uh, uh, value. It's only because he is merciful and kind that he reaches out to save us because he loves us. Christians have been saved by grace. The grace of God is the source of salvation. Faith is the channel, not the cause. God alone saves, man. Salvation never originates from the efforts of people, but it always arises out of the loving kindness of God. Truly, salvation is of the Lord Jesus. Father God, we come before you. We thank you for this chapter, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you bless the believers in growing in his word and the guarantee of your inheritance, Father. Oh, your Holy Spirit is so interesting. It's a guarantee, Father. Your Holy Spirit guarantees us and that we can be uh, the bridegroom of, of uh, Christ is the bride. You, Lord, are is the bridegroom, Father, and the church is the bride. So, the Holy Spirit, oh, you, Holy Spirit, you are so beautiful. You were the down payment, the earnest money, and the long-awaited marriage of the two. We thank you for this uh, beautiful spirit you have, Father. You talk about Revelation 19, verse 8, purchase possession. We can't wait to be with you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Father. We honor you, Lord, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus, and we love you. We love you. We love you. And amen, all God's people said amen. And God bless you guys. And remember, but God, but remember this, believers, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead and trespassed, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace we've been saved raised up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places of Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Oh, we thank you for that, man. Faith is such a gift. <laughs> Woo! God bless you guys, man. And remember, be that banana, but don't be crazy. <laughs>